Don, can you? You've named your lineups. Had the night to think about them. Is there anything you want to rethink before the game starts, like extra ruckman or extra defenders? Can anything you're thinking? No, no, no. no I think we're, this stage of the year, I don't think we change too much. We fit squad. We pick who we've got. So, Don, how do you handle that? Sam Jacobs rucking without a genuine or renowned ruckman next to him when you've got the Port Adelaide system against it. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's going to be a challenge for. Uh, uh, for Andy tomorrow, we'll do some of the ruck work as well. But you know, Sauce was in great form last week. Um, he generally rucks very high minutes anyway. So um, for the time that Andy's in there, you know, he'll uh, he'll compete and uh, and we'll adjust accordingly and, and and play. But you know, we're really confident with, with Sam there as our, our number one ruckman. He had a great game last week and good. He's in good form. Last week we saw Paddy Ryder effectively jump into Aaron Sandlin's at every single opportunity. Are you concerned at all that Sam Jacobs might he might wear down? Jacobs tomorrow and he might not uh, be good going into the last quarter? No, I'm not worried at all. Uh, Clarkie, during the week, Kate Campo said um, the club would give Jenkins up until the final minute, the morning of uh, game day. Um, he was ruled out uh, yesterday. Yeah. Why the change there? Oh, look, Josh, as you, as you saw, Josh walked some laps on Wednesday. Um, we had a run with him yesterday morning and he was still, he was still sore and ginger and it was clear that he wasn't going to be available this week so we just made the decision to um, uh, to not, not, not pick him and um, get him ready for the following week. So time-wise, you believe he will be alright to play next weekend? Yeah, that's that's the plan. I mean, it was just a bridge too far this week for him given given the incident and given how he was actually presenting and we just felt like, well, let's let's now prep him. He'll do some work tomorrow which is will allow him to be ready to go in uh, in a week's time. Does no conch help as well make that decision? No, nah, that wasn't. It was based on, on Josh. Um, and his capacity to play and perform at the level we wanted to play it, and, and that was that was the sole reason for the decision on Josh. Ken, what do you do tonight? You've got the Magpies playing. How many of the emergencies do you release, or how many do you hold back? One. We'll keep one. That'd be Matty White. Not Cracker? You don't no. want to have that? No, Cracker hasn't played much footy in the last little while, so uh, Matty White will be the emergency. Don, that's not playing, so you don't have to watch. All right. <laughs> uh, in terms of Cracker as an option that you've now put out of the way, what are you going to do in that defence without Holmes and the spectre of what Eddie Betts doesn't show down? What do you think you're doing there? We spent a lot of time thinking about Eddie and Tex and all the boys up there. They're a great four-line group. We know we know what we're up against. We know how challenging it'll be for us. But as we were last week, um, you know, we were able to send Jackson back there, and he's, he's, a, he's basically played his whole football career as a key back. So it's an easy easy fill for us probably in that, in that space. And. We've got great faith in the young blokes who have been out there playing at the moment and we get to bring Hamish back in, so obviously a really important and experienced player. So you prefer to keep the same system, just replace Holmes rather than rethink the whole back six? Yeah, back six yeah no, absolutely. We, we're happy with the way that group have been performing, so we we feel less disruption is best. Yeah, is, it, an ex Sorry, Rich, you is it a different Port Adelaide that you've noted? I know it's two weeks, but there's a bit of JLT as well. What have you noted that's different about Port Adelaide is making you think about this game? Oh, look, I mean, it's early in the season. They've had a couple of really strong wins. Um, clearly, the win against Sydney was a, was a high-quality win against good opposition away. So, um, yeah, there's, they've made some changes to some of the way they're playing from last season. And um, But it's early days, and, you know, we get an opportunity tomorrow night to play a good side. And um, in a big big game, showdown, they've always got an extra little feel to them. So, um, look forward to it. Ken, it's an exciting game with three showdown debutants. What do you say to the boys before the game? Oh, look, to, to be honest, the, the showdown build-up and everything else is for the fans, and that's what it should be for us. It's it's so much more about just trying to play against a high-quality opponent who we we obviously all know are right at the top of the 
the table with the competition. So we look forward to that and testing what we've been doing. And those players have got to do the same thing. I spoke to them this morning, it's exactly that. We're not here to do anything different because it's a showdown. We're here to try and continue doing what we've been doing and see if we can improve again. Have you noticed anything in those three? Have they, it's always the question of how a player handles the week and they all have different routines. No, no, not at all, Rich. We've been really balanced. I think we've had a really strong focus on ourselves in the, you know, in the whole through the whole preseason and in the early part of this season. So we're really keen to make sure we stay in that space. Kenny, there's a bit of talk uh, early in the preseason about you know, Chairman rocking the boat, finals or bust. And do you sit back now to zip after two pretty good wins and say, well, how how funny it is that the tables are turned a bit? All of a sudden, those, the talk's not around as much? No, that's what, that's what footy is. So I've been around a long time. You know what to expect and what not to expect. As I said, all the way through, David, Keith, myself, have always been on the same page with what we what we set out at the start of the year to try and do, and that's no different now because we're two rounds in. It's a long, long way to go. Okay, how close was Justin Kelly to play Oh, really close. He's playing in the sample, so he's obviously fit and available. We just thought he needed some game time, and uh, you know, I think that's... At this stage, it is a pretty good thing to do is to make sure you get a player as fit as you possibly can for the long term, not just for the one game. No, it's all about Jasper as much as anything. It's about having to get him in the preparation that he needs because we know he's a high quality player. Uh, you know, if Jasper was fit and had played the last three or four weeks, he'd be in the sides. He's a great player. Can then uh, Adelaide is known as a very high scoring side. We've seen the numbers. Are you happy to get into a high scoring showdown, or do you want it to be very, very different? We have to, we have to, I suppose. It depends on uh, what the game's doing and, and where, how we can keep ourselves in the game or control what Adelaide are trying to do. I mean, we know how damaging they can be, but, uh, you know, equally it's damaging. We've, we've been able to score ourselves in the first few weeks, so that's, you know, that will, that will present a challenge for them on, on that side. But it'll be the side that wins the contest more than anything to give you the, the, the ball where you want it the most. Is this where you're going to find out if your midfielders have come to understand that they need to work both ways and they do need to cover the... So oh no, I think they've understood that for some time. I think most teams and most teams in the competition understand that. It's just a matter of being able to practice it and do it regularly without uh, influenced by other things. I think the I think the concept of what sort of game it'll be is, is always a you know is a nice talking point, but I don't think that's the reality. The game will present what it presents, and it, it could be an arm wrestle. It could be it could open up. I mean. A lot of games tend to open at open up at that point, um, but in terms of going in, I'm, I'm pretty confident that you know Ken's going in to try and play the way they want to play, and we'll go to play the way we want to play. Recognise each other's strengths and weaknesses, and, and try and exploit those and take advantage. And what that leads to, sort of game, don't know. I don't think anyone can really predict that. So for all those things that you brought up at the end of last year, what does the showdown answer for you as to where your team's placed in searching? Oh, it gives us another opportunity to build on the first two weeks. I mean, we, we, we come in with some good form. Both teams come in with good form and um, some improvement in areas we've worked on, but also some learnings out of the first two weeks. And it's another it's another step, another opportunity to um, to continue to get better in the areas we we focused on. Particularly those new younger midfielders that you play. Yeah, and that's that's all part of their their journey and their learning. Um, and tomorrow's another opportunity against against an opponent that's in good form. Don, what do you how do you go about combating that Port Adelaide? Oh well, as Ken said, it's it's about the contest, and that starts whether it be at centre bounce or a stoppage, or um, and we recognise they've got some high talented individuals there, and, and we've got a midfield which has stood up really well in the first couple of weeks, and it's another another opportunity, another step for them, and uh, how they want to be seen and how they want to play their footy. Don, the first quarters, some of the first two rounds, the Crows minus six, quarter plus five. 
Are you concerned at all about the slow starts? Have you done anything to progress in this week? Sorry, minus six in... In goals? Oh, okay. Uh, no, nah, look, that's just the way those games evolved. I thought we had our chances against GWS early. Uh, last week was was you know the Hawthorne played really well in the first quarter, and as I spoke about afterwards, I thought we were we were probably just a bit off. And to the players' credit, they they adjusted and adapted and were able to come back. But it's not something we've spoken about now. John, have you sensed anything in a different mood in the group because you're playing court, or do you agree with Ken that the, the hype is more? Yeah, I think it's an external thing. I think both clubs recognise we're playing for four points um, and there's a little bit extra on it because it is a local uh, derby game um, showdown. So it's, you know, there's that little bit extra to it, but the players don't really go about any different. They, they prepare as they normally do and um, so no real change. John, you touched on Otto before and, and how he's managed to play a bit of everything in the first two weeks. How impressed have you been with him, how he's slotted so seamlessly in after two yeah, oh, it's been really, really pleasing for for Andy. He did a lot of work in the off season, and um, to his credit, at the end of last year, he was a little bit frustrated because of lack of opportunity, um, but worked really hard over the off season. As I've said previously, you know, for guys who do the work uh, and come back and they get continuity in their training and they get belief and trust from their teammates, um, he's just getting the reward for that work, which is which is great to see. And last week, you know, we had to flick him after Josh went down. He flicked forward and. Um, he performed as we expect he would as a guy who's got the level of experience and a guy who understands the game. And um, so it's, I'm just really happy for him for the work that he's done and the opportunities he's given himself and now how he's playing. Is it handy to have that lack of opportunity as such, knowing that you've been so strong for the last year injury-wise, that you can then at the end of the season say, you're going to play at most clubs, we just need you to do, do have a big pre-season and you'll be right, right to go? Yeah, that's always the case with the, the whole squad. I mean, everyone's everyone's striving for that opportunity, and that's what you want. You want to you want depth of your list that are actually putting pressure on for spots and getting better. And and uh, when the opportunity comes for them to play, they're ready to play and play the way you want to play. And that's you know one of the benefits we both have with having our own our own sample sides is that you get a chance to see them play the way you want to play and see what level they're up to. But uh, we continue. You know, for, for our guys, it's about continuing to get better. If they continue to get better. Um, they'll play good sample footy and then they'll come in with real confidence to better play their role when they come in and that's that's really all we ask of them. Kenny, has the last couple of weeks sort of reinforced your belief in, I mean, after going through a tough time, you know, your own ability to deal with that sort of stuff and come out the other side? Oh, that's been challenges, no doubt. That we've um, we've had a couple of challenging years, but it's it's nice to see the boys get some reward for what we've put in place over the summer and, uh, you know, we, we, we made some pretty big adjustments to what we were trying to do and hopefully, um, you know, they can continue to work in that same space. Uh, that's a, again, key message for them is just do what we've been doing and work to, to improve that every time we play and uh, if we can do that we'll get further growth again. Well that personally must be nice coming to work going home with a couple of wins as opposed <laughs> to dealing with the stuff yeah. that you would. Yeah I don't have to have the, the um, armoured guard covering and t- taking care of my back or anything like that at the moment so but it changes look footy is as I said it's a small start to the season in a long long season and if you get you get anywhere near comfortable you end up in trouble. How do coaches deal with that? Come on. How do you deal with that fickle nature as a coach? No, I understand what it is. I think that's uh, both Don and I have got a lot of experience around AFL football, and uh, you, you'd be surprised if it wasn't what it's been. And um, you know, we, I'm surprised if it's not what it is today. So that's just what footy is. Don, there was a report, sorry, Don, there was a report out of Melbourne yesterday about the club being closer to a salary cap. Have you had to ask players to take pay cuts to try and keep players uh, like Jack Lever and Michelle? We put a statement out yesterday on that, to be honest, and that's that's covered it, in my view. And yesterday we saw Sean Dempster retire. Has Nathan Cracker or will Nathan Cracker reach out to Sean? Oh, look, I think um, in in those circumstances, I think it's a it's not just one incident thing that's caused obviously Sean to make his decision. It's something from 
a period of time and also but Nathan would be certainly aware of that and, and as a as any player within the competition they all feel for fellow players who end up uh, you know having to retire because of those situations but again it's the it's his future it's his life for, for, for a long time for Sean I'm sure he'll um, he'll have great things to look forward to. How much of uh, defenders in both of your sides had to adapt after it seems like there's a bigger crackdown on how they spoil or how they go into a contest a marking contest in particular has it been difficult adjusting your defenders? I haven't really, haven't really noticed the change, no. no I think they've uh, probably had to adapt more towards the uncertainty around the goal line and uh, how close the ball gets to it and whether you take possession of it or you knock it through. So more than the, the aerial stuff, I've found. You had it certainly in the first game, Ken. Yeah, there was. Look, there certainly appeared to be a little bit of that in the first game, but I thought it disappeared in round two, to be honest. I, I thought straight away there'd been some sort of slight overcorrection and then it was adjusted and I thought last week was very normal. I'm like Don, I think the... The rush behind is the one that we all get excited by, and when it's uh, up the wrong end, we don't like it. And when it's at the other end, we like it. So, so how are you coaching the guys then? Particularly when it looks like any time they put the ball over a line, they're going to be penalised. What are you saying to them? Oh, just got to, you've just got to be cautious and try and read the cues of the situation. If it looks like you're under serious pressure, when, and generally players get a feel for that, and, and as I've always said with new rules, it takes a period to adapt, and there'll be some some examples which will be highlighted as you know maybe ref, umpires have got it right or wrong. Um, I think generally after five or six rounds, the players adapt really quickly. They, you know, they they watch enough footy, they understand how it works, and they just they just change their behaviour. So I don't think it'd be an issue, you know, after probably another four or five weeks. And, and four home game, how happy are you to have 50,000 fans here? Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, we look forward to it. I mean, obviously, the game itself brings a crowd along, and uh, you know, we know we twice a year, and this one's feels nice and comfortable and the, the next one not so comfortable so we'll try and enjoy every part of um, tomorrow night and look it'll be great the, this ground full full of excitement and, and anticipation it, it's, it'll be a great night I think. Can if you had a player say they want to stand bet someone put up their hand or? No they're not really queuing up for that job. <laughs> I don't blame them. Who will get that far? Someone in our back line. <laughs> Alright thank you very much. Thanks, we'll just get the trophy for a few. I don't know who it'll be. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you seven oh, names. I've got a rough idea. They <laughs> might be. <laughs> Actually, I'll rule one out. I don't reckon Jack will be on him. Nah, you're probably right. <laughs> the podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.